Hello, welcome to the Go Home Podcast. We are your hosts, Mary and Michael Leppard. We have been in the homeschooling world for over 25 years. We authored the Homeschooling Almanac and the Homeschooling Book of Lists. We produced 14 homeschool conventions over the years with speakers such as John Taylor Gatto and David and Mickey Colfax. Our publication, The Link Homeschool Newspaper, brought together all religions and all styles of homeschooling. We began with the idea that all religions and all styles of homeschooling have something to learn from each other. We are producing the Go Home podcast with the same sentiment. The Go Home podcast will focus on all things home. Homeschooling, homeworking, home living, and why Americans are going back to their homes. Welcome to the Go Home podcast. American Academy, Christian Correspondence and Online Homeschool guides parents as partners in teaching their child. From kindergarten to grade 12, American Academy helps provide for your child's emotional, academic, and character needs. Accredited by the National Association of Private Schools, American Academy offers solid, customizable courses, flexible schedules, parent training, record-keeping, and constant support via phone and email as just some of the services you receive as an American Academy family. Visit www.american-academy.com today and begin your learning journey. Hello, home dwellers out there. Welcome to today's episode of the Go Home Podcast. I'm super excited to have Maria Emma Palulo Willis on the show today. She is, as far as I'm concerned, a genius when it comes to learning styles. She changed my life. I met her several years ago, which I'll go into in the body of the podcast. And you can hear the story of how we met and how influential she's been in my life with homeschooling, with being married, with my business. She's really just the most positive person I think I've ever met in my life. And the most kind person I think I've ever met because, you know, I wonder sometimes if she's so kind because she has like, I don't know if she's a Buddhist or not. I don't think she is, but she has a compassion that Buddhists have. She understands people by understanding their learning styles. And she doesn't seem like she ever gets mad about anything, even though she's told me the same things over and over again about ads in our magazine and she never gets mad at me because I never remember and I have to keep calling her back. Whatever the case, she understands who all people are through their learning styles, which I think is an amazing tool. And I only hope to really be 25% of what she is in that realm. And uh, if I do that, I'm doing pretty good. So enjoy today's show. I think you're going to love it. Welcome to the Go Home Podcast, and I'm really excited to have Mariama Palula Willis on the show today. Um, Mariama has a special place in my heart and and in my business heart because <laughs> I, you know, I've told this story to you, Mariama, so many times. I know, yeah. and when you <laughs> we did twelve homeschool conferences, and every time I introduced her, I would say the same thing. But it's really so true. I went to a homeschool conference way before I started the Link Homeschool Magazine and way before I um, had a website or anything. I was uh, a homeschool mom who never even thought about having a business. And I went to a homeschool convention 
in, I think it was in Anaheim. It was one of the ones that was normally in Northern California, but they came to Anaheim one year. And I went to that homeschool convention and I wanted to go into uh, Pat Faranga's workshop about unschooling and it was too full. And so I decided to just jump into any workshop that was open. And Mary Emma Palula Willis's workshop about learning styles was open. And honestly, I think at the time I was like maybe 34. Was I ever that age? It's amazing. I was probably, I think I was like 34. I had a seven-year-old or a six-year-old. And I, if you asked me what learning styles were, I would tell you, I probably had no idea what learning styles were. So I only went to sit down in this workshop because there was no other place to sit and my feet were tired. (laughs) So I sat down in this workshop and I had my mind opened And really, my mind was just so expanded by sitting in the workshop. Because in that workshop, I realized at that time, my husband and I had been married like, um, gosh, I think 15 years or 18 years or something. And we we don't fight a lot, but there were certain things we always fought about. And I've discovered in this hour and a half workshop that that was because my husband and I had completely different learning styles. So that opened up a whole can of worms for me. And I learned so much from you. And I also eventually ended up doing a homeschool convention. You were the first person I called and said, if I do a homeschool conference myself, will you be my speaker? And you said, yes. And you laughed. And so the rest is history for us. So, so Mary Emma, go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience and tell them uh, about what you do and what you've been doing for the last 30 years. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, I'm Mary Emma. <laughs> and, um, yeah, for many years now, um, I've co- well, I co-created with uh, Victoria Hudson uh, Success Institute many years ago. Um, we created the first thing we did was create the self-portrait, um, which is an online learning style or strengths assessment. And of course, when we first created it, there was barely any internet even, so it was on paper. Oh, and tell, um, tell the readers where they can see that assessment right now. Oh, a self-portrait online. Yes. Dot com. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and actually that's um, just a little, little blurb, but our main website now is powertraitsforlife.com and you'll get all the information about um, your power traits, really, and it tells about the assessment if you wanted to do that. But if you don't, you can still get lots of information on power traits for life. So, I mean, actually, the way this started is that when I was in um, elementary school, I mean, goes way back, I would notice that there were um, kids in my class that, you know, got the D's and the F's, but they were like, to me, the smartest kids in the class. Because they knew knew things that I just, I I got all A's, okay? Because I had the the magic sprilla for sitting in a classroom at a desk and doing worksheets and all that. But 
I knew that I didn't know what these kids knew about science and history. They could just spout off all this stuff, and they really knew it. I had to just memorize what they wanted on the test, but I didn't really get science, um, and I didn't know that much history. I just memorized everything for the test. So I was always curious about, you know, what is going on with them, and so anyway, then I go to college, and I was majoring in psychology, and one of our classes, um, the professor talked about learning disabilities, which I had never heard of. Um, this is a long time ago, as you can mm-hmm, tell. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was, you know, it was all just starting in the late 60s and 70s, and um, actually, I, I was in college in the late 70s, but anyway... So they they were talking about learning disabilities and that they can't help it if they're, it's not that they're not studying or, you know, they don't want to do well in school. They they just can't help it because they have these problems. So then I thought, okay, that's what I'm going to do because I wanted to be a therapist, oh. um, a marriage and family therapist. But I thought, no, this is what I'm going to do. So I went in that direction, which ended up being a master's in education with special ed and, you know, so, lots of other... But what kind of learning disabilities to quote-unquote disabilities? We don't say that word anymore, right? But we call it learning styles. But what did they have? What kind of differences did they have? Well, so, the, you know, they were talking about dyslexia and uh, ADD mm-hmm. and dysgraphia and math issues. And so... Um, I got my master's and all of that, and I'm working with kids for 10 years, and I'm thinking, none of this is working, what I learned in these classes, so I'm going to just try my own stuff. And I used to make things up for the kids, and I would say, oh my gosh, they're brilliant in this, and they're brilliant in that, they're smarter than I am, just like my, you know, <laughs> the kids at my elementary school. <laughs> you remembered. But, yeah, but they have trouble reading, or whatever, and why, and so I was always trying to figure it out, and then I... I was researching and found the whole field of learning styles, which they never really talked about in teacher training or any of that. And, and so and what so, were the two main books? Like, weren't there books popular in the late 70s, early 80s? Uh, the five, help me here with the books. Weren't there two pop, really popular books about learning oh, styles? Oh, like the one on the temperaments. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I don't even remember the names of them anymore, but... Um, those were the kinds of things I was looking at, and even went way back, you know, like to Aristotle and Plato mm-hmm. with oh, the wow. four main types of personalities and all of that. And then the Myers Briggs became popular, and so I was looking at that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there was nothing for kids, nothing for students. So I decided I was going to do something about that. And I was <laughs> wow. doing little workshops, you know. <laughs> I was just doing little workshops in Ventura. And um, Victoria came to one of them. Oh. And I was talking about learning styles and what I had learned and how it was helping me, but that there really was no really good instrument or assessment for kids. And that someday I wanted to do one. And so she came up and said, I'm interested in that, too, and that's how we met. Oh, Um, fabulous. Yeah, yeah, that was like in 1988, and so we got together, and we created the self-portrait. Oh, so you did that together, the self-portrait. We did it together, yeah, Um, and so it was on paper, and anyway, so eventually it got online, and from that we wrote our book, Discover Your Child's Learning Style, which is, you know, still available Mm -hmm. at any bookstore, and... um, 
then started doing training for teachers, parents, homeschoolers, um, we, we, and we started our own homeschooling program, and so it just kept evolving. But the big deal is that we want to get across is that everybody's different. Like, that's, you know, it's not a big aha, right? But right, exactly. In a, way, in a way it is, because even homeschoolers, they sort of, unless they know more or have more experience, um, especially the ones that just start out, they just think, well, I'm at home, but, you know, I have to do school. I have to do this. They're doing right. this at school. I have to cover this. I have to, what if I'm not covering the right thing? What if I'm missing something? What, you know, all of that. And well, in a way, none of it matters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, that's what I'm hearing on the radio about all these kids that are home now all of a sudden. And the people are, they're going crazy saying, oh my gosh, these kids are going to fall through the cracks. Three months right. of no didactic education and they're not going to be the same children. It'll, the damage will last the rest of their lives. And, and I, I think, you know, when I'm listening to you talk about um, learning styles, I think, well, first of all, I know you've worked with homeschoolers and school children, right? Yes. And definitely. so what would you say? I mean, that makes me think, oh my gosh, every parent who pulls whose kids are home now, these parents don't even understand their children because I'll bet any money they don't know what learning style they are. Would you agree with that? Oh, totally. I mean, of course there are going to be a few parents here and there who sort of do their homework, you know, about their kids and know more and know how to help them. But for the most part, people think, you know, well, it's school. The school's taking care of all of this. Right, right. So they're not really involved except maybe a little bit with homework or something. But even then, parent might say, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> don't ask me. I don't know how to do that. So um, what, what would you recommend for these uh, kids who are newly homeschooled? Should they take the assessment? Well, I mean, what should they do? Well, that would be a great idea. I mean, I was just about to put on Facebook today, um, you know, hey, here's your chance. The kids are home. Find out more about them. Find out how they learn, you know, how, how to have more family harmony and all of that. Like you said, you know, when you found out and you and Michael uh, realized, oh, that's why we're right. having these little that because well, of that. Well, exactly. you know, same thing with the family, right? Right. And, and so a lot of these kids, because the one thing I remember the most about Michael and I that changed after that day, even though we still have the same argument, but that I am not a mono person. I can do 20 things at once and he cannot. And I yeah. never realized that when I walk into a room and I throw five commands at him, do you know where the, do you know where I put the turmeric and do you know this? And do you know, and he's like, wait, wait. And he'll like practically start yelling. Cause I, I fluster him uh -huh. so much. I didn't know that that was my learning style and, and all, I didn't know that his learning style was, he's very good in a room with a board copying down notes, but he can't do 20 things at once like I can. And, you know, conversely, I'm bad at sitting in a room copying down notes. So when you say, you know, I love that you say every child's different and get to know your child. I love that, you know, because I, I really think that that can happen through learning styles and um, Definitely. It's assessments. about strength, about finding your strengths, which goes with you forever. It's not just for school. These are, um, it's, it's discovery and information that you have about yourself that will, um, you know, do well for you in your whole life. 
right. your work, right. family life, everywhere. And so the kids are home. I mean, I know a lot of the schools are providing, you know, assignments and, and things, but even so, it's not like... It's not like having your child away from 8 in the morning until 3. They're still home, you know. Right, right. And even if they do the assignments, chances are they're going to have a lot of free time. And so, and if they don't have assignments, because I'm also hearing that some teachers and schools are sort of running out, they're scrambling to figure out what it is that they're going to, um, you know, communicate to them to do, whether online or however they're doing it. But... Here's one of my recommendations. If you do have free time, if your kids do have free time, this is a great um, opportunity to have them do more of what they love. Oh, no matter what, what that is? No matter what that is? Well, I mean, of course, like right now, you can't go anywhere. So if they love baseball, they can't go and play baseball at the park. But I'm saying, Learn. They can learn more about what they love, and especially if it's things that you can do at home. Like, if they really like Legos, let them play with Legos. If they um, love history and love going to YouTube and looking at um, videos about that, let them do that. Because there's no such thing as being behind. You know, you you were right. mentioning that before. Right. Um, and yeah. even years ago, Mary, I think you know this, the statistics showed that the more relaxed the homeschooling was, the higher the scores were mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. college entrance exams. Right. You remember that? Oh, I, ab- <laughs> I know it with my own child. I mean, I, I remember, do you remember Calvert? It was, it yeah. was homeschooling in a box. I did that yeah. for kindergarten, first grade. And maybe second, then I stopped for a while. Then I did it again. I thought, I better get on track. And I did it again in fourth grade. And I I remember, I'll never forget this. I started doing the work the first couple of weeks. And then we had a family business. We had the magazine. So I kind of just absorbed him in our business. And then I picked it up again three or four months later. When three months prior to that, he did not know the material and three or four minutes later, uh-huh. he knew the material and I never did the <laughs> curriculum. <laughs> and I don't know how that, I mean, I know now how that happened. I think it happened because of real life experience. And Right, right. Yeah, and but, you learn, you know? Yes. Um, and then if there is something specific to learn, like, you know, math, I mean, we're not saying obviously don't learn to read, don't learn to do math, it's all, you know, all the useful skills, you need them. But right. Let's have them do it through their own ways of learning, their own strengths, their own learning styles. Um, so we've got, you know, we look at their dispositions, their modalities, their interests, their talents. Wait, 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 wait. What's the modality? What's a disposition? Tell us what that is. <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay. Well, uh, in, so in our system, we have five areas that we look at. So when people say learning styles, usually what they think of is, oh, yeah, I know all that. It's just, you know, are they more visual? Are they more auditory? Are they more hands-on? But it's actually a lot more than that. And so we have five areas, and the disposition is your learning personality, um, not just for school, but, you know, for life. And so we've got five types, the spontaneous, the organized. I'll come back to this in a minute, so I'm just going to go through it quickly right now. 
spontaneous, organized, curious, supportive, and imaginative. Those are the five dispositions. Now, modality is what people usually think of when they hear the term learning styles. So there's um, the auditory, the visual, and the tactile. However, we have even those broken down. Because under visual, oh. I mean, under auditory, we have listening and verbal. Mm-hmm. You know the people that have to talk out loud or discuss something in order to learn it? Well, That's and, and the so, verbal. Sometimes we think those people are, you know, if they're talking to themselves, like they might be classified in school as something being wrong with them, right? If they're mumbling right. to themselves, right? Right, right. Yeah. This is a big thing. The, the For example, uh, the the child that keeps going up to the teacher or even the parent, I don't get this. I don't know what I'm supposed to do on this page. They say, well, read it. So then they read it out loud to the adult, and they go, oh, I get it. They go back and sit down and yeah. do it. It's <laughs> happening, and, you know, the adult thinks, what the heck? They're just trying to, you know, they're jumping up and down and distract right. the class or whatever. But it's because they're, they heard themselves say it, but nobody is saying, hey, if you say it to yourself, you'll understand it. Right, right. <laughs> you know, so that's one example. And then for visual, there's picture and print. They are not the same. And a, uh, a, a non-print learner does not learn reading the way it's mostly taught from any of the books. So they need um, Orton Gillingham type of program if they are not a print learner, which means everything else, picture learner, hands-on learner, you know, et cetera. So phonics doesn't work for them. Yes, but it has to be good phonics. Most of the programs do not have good phonics that's sequential and consistent. Mm -hmm. That's why Mm -hmm. Orton Gillingham is, you know, the way to go for them. And then the tactile under there, we have the hands-on type, the whole body person that has to actually move and do things, the sketching learner, and the writing learner. I'm going to say dot, dot, dot right here to take a short break to give you a message from one of our sponsors. Homeschooling parents, are you interested in classical education? Robinson Self-Teaching Curriculum is the answer. This comprehensive curriculum guides you through all subjects for all 12 years of school. It was developed by a scientist and his six children. Build a strong foundation in reading, writing, math, and vocabulary. This will allow your children to soar in every area of academics. Visit www.robinsoncurriculum.com for complete information. And then we have your surroundings. What's the best environment for you? Um, Noisy, quiet, standing up, sitting down, um, hot, cold, the lighting can matter, the colors around you. Um, then we have your interests, your favorite subjects, the things you love, and then um, we've got the talent section, and we look at several talent areas. So that's what we consider, excuse me, learning styles, or as we're calling them, power traits or strengths. Oh, power traits. That's a phrase I haven't heard before, I, yeah, before today. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so I, have, I have so many questions, but one of the questions I have is, of all the modalities, do you have, can someone have more than one within the realm of each style? Or, you know, if someone, can they have more than one or are they just have oh, one? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Because there's, they've got something in each of these areas. So, for example, disposition. 
somebody, and we look at the two highest um, dispositions. So somebody might score highest in spontaneous and curious or organized and supportive or any combination, really. Right, uh, right. So they've got those, and then we look at modality. So now what modality is it? Are they verbal? Are they sketching and writing? And so we usually look at the three top modalities. Um, and then their environment preferences, their interests, and their talents, and we put it all together. I so see. it isn't just one dimension that we're looking at. It's like a five-dimension um, strategy. You know, it's interesting because I I remember this one conference where you you and Victoria had like six workshops, and it went on for the three days, and then we all, we tried to be all different kinds and all different styles of homeschooling and all different religions. So we also had uh, the classical education lady. I can't remember her name, but she did classical education. And I just remember some of the moms were like going into the learning styles workshop. And and when they were talking about the trivium, the trivium doesn't does not lend itself to learning styles whatsoever. And, mm-hmm. and those really serious uh, acad- academics, not that the learning styles people aren't academics because they really truly are, but it's like, mm-hmm. I remember so many moms coming up to me saying, well, I don't know. I don't know where to turn. I don't know what to do because if I tried to do the trivium and follow it, it's actually too late for my 11 year old to memorize poetry because I didn't do it when, when she was six. You know? <laughs> so it's like, I, I can almost see a lot of people pulling their kids out of school and and trying to understand who their children are. And then maybe they aren't going to send them back to school because school does not teach to learning styles. Isn't that right? Still, after all these years? Yeah. Well, for the most part, yes. We still have the old, um, you know, the old system. Mostly the producer? They used to call them the producer producing, system. Yeah, right. Producing or organized. Um, the classrooms, even the ones that have the round tables and, you know, a the little centers. bit more flexibility, they still are mostly set up for the organized disposition mm-hmm. and for the listening and print and writing modalities. Right, right. Versus... So, so if I had that magic formula, I had my highest was organized and I was good at the listening, the print, the writing. And so if you can do that in school, you can, in a way, fool everybody because you can memorize everything. You don't have to really understand what you're doing. But if you're good at writing, um, you know, the gra- everything that goes along with that, the grammar, the usage, and, then, and if you're a good reader with comprehension and you're good at listening and taking notes, you see... That's all you need, because then you don't have to understand why this war happened and how all this history goes. You know what I mean? You right. don't have to understand it. You just have to parrot it back. Well, you, you, yeah, you, you just parrot it back. You know? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So the concepts and the ideas, I'm not saying I never understood anything, but it's different from those kids I was describing before that got decent S because they were terrible at taking tests, mostly because they had trouble with uh, the you know reading and writing but they were brilliant and they, they could be they scientists like they scientists. right yeah. exactly like einstein he didn't do well in school right right <laughs> right yeah. yeah and that's what we need to recognize 
And it's not that they're never going to read and write, but we need to do it in their timetable and in a way that works for them because the worst thing is when someone thinks they're dumb. Right, or exactly. Stupid, or they don't, you know, they don't have, they can't do anything. And, and so if they're surrounded all the time by those messages, well, I can't read, I can't do this, I can't do that, I'll never get any, you know, that kind of thing. That's what, that's the problem. Right. And I know, for example, that even there are lots of homeschooled kids that don't read till they're fourth or fifth grade. I've been um, the coach for many of them myself. Right, right. And it's okay because they never know that there's supposed to be something wrong with them, but they grow into it and then we give them the right programs and then they soar and they're reading and, you know, writing and doing all of it. But meanwhile, they weren't made to feel for all those years that there was something wrong with them. Right, exactly. I mean, that reminds me of David and Mickey Colfax, the... You remember them? Uh, the, oh, yeah, yeah definitely. They, their kids are a perfect example of that because they had four boys. And two of the boys didn't read till they were 10, 11, maybe even 12. And David mm-hmm. David Colfax told me one time uh, when I was interviewing, for, interviewing him for my book that, you know, one day one of his sons, I think it was Grant, came to him and said, you know, I think I, I think dad, I might want to be a lawyer. And he said, well if you want to be a lawyer, you better learn how to read. And then he just grabbed the books and started really, really learning and, and learned, right, to, learned exactly. to read very quickly. <laughs> yeah, you can lead by the interest. And I mean, sometimes it doesn't happen like sort of like magic like that. But, yeah, right, right. You know, but still, if you know how they learn best, you can choose the programs and the strategies that work for them. And, and that's, all about being empowered, right? Right. For your whole life. Exactly. That's what we want. I mean, people go to therapists and that's what they do. They say, okay, well, what can you do? Not what you can't do, but what can you do? What will you do? Let's figure out the strategies. And let's right. start early. You know, let's do it now. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And when when we're thinking about knowing parents, knowing what programs and things to use, are there, how do they know, like if they take the test, how do they know what, if their, if their child is, you know, more auditory or whatever, which programs to use? Because it doesn't seem, you know, we haven't had this conversation in probably 10 years, but it doesn't seem like, like the schools have acknowledged it any more than they did before, because it seems like there's more and more kids on drugs for their behavior. And it just seems like those problems are growing and they I mean, it just seems to me as just a layman that these kids really have different learning styles and that's why they're told to sit still and turn around and copy down notes, but they just can't do it. They're like tapping their feet and whatever, but they really have different learning styles. I mean, what what can they do? I mean, what programs do they use and how do they make that happen and how do they know where to go? <laughs> wow, that's a I lot know. of questions. I know, but what does a parent do? Like, say a parent took the test and and the child it does not fit into the school modalities right, at all. Right, then where right. do they look for a better? Okay. Well, first of all, first of all, I'm going to correct you a little bit because it's not really a test. Okay. You know, assessment to see it's like a an evaluation, an evaluation. to see where you are or what you know what are your strengths or who you are, who you are. 
Yeah, or who you are. That's good, yeah. So, okay, so first of all, anybody can do this online. Um, if you go to, what, like I said before, acellportraitonline.com, you'll okay. get information on it. If you go to powertraitsforlife.com, you get even more there. So anybody can just do it on their own. You just purchase it. Kids take it. The whole family can take it. Um, and then there's a manual that comes with it. There's a lot of information once you've completed this. There are um, places to click on to get uh, the full manual, and that gives ideas. Oh, that's for fabulous. What, yeah, for all the different um, dispositions, modalities, etc. It gives um, ideas of what to do for homework, for assignments, for um, you know strategies to study. All of that is in okay. there. Okay. Um, so, so, so there's that. Um, and then, of course, we do do consultations if the people prefer, like, you know, having your own coach at the gym, if you prefer that. Right, and where, where do, do they reach you? How do they reach you? Give your the number, oh, the phone number. Well, that. they can call 805-648-1739. Okay. Um, or email, you can email me, M, just M, like Mary, at learningsuccesscoach.com. Okay. And, of course, we do things remotely. I mean, we always have. We have students all over. So um, when, you know, when the announcement was for people to stay home, as we know, it didn't it didn't impact homeschoolers so much in terms of school anyway. No, no. Because they're already home. Or just so, being with their you know, kids all day. <laughs> yeah. They're used to it. <laughs> but, uh, but consultations we can do by Skype or, just, you know, any of those uh ways on the phone, whatever. Okay. Um, there was one other thing I was going to say about that, and now I can't remember what it is. Oh, and also our book, Discover Your Child's Learning Style. Yes. Tons of information in there, and spe- even specific programs that you can use, whether or not you're a homeschooler, even if your kids go to traditional school, whether it's now or when they go back, there are all kinds of programs listed that you can um, go to and get for your, you know, for home. And, of course, a lot of them are online, but some are not. Lots right. of ideas are there. Right. Can you touch upon a little bit <clears throat> what how uh, you've moved out of education and more into, like, businesses in the adult world with learning styles? Oh, well, sure. Well, yeah, well, we haven't so much moved out of, education, but... No, I don't mean without, always, but you also, in addition to. Yeah, in addition to, right, right. So, well, the, well because the same thing applies. If, if you have a team or, you know, whoever you're working with, whatever group you're in, whether it's your family group or your group at work, it's good to know who you all are. Right, right. <laughs> and, and like you said, if you understand it, then you're not going, well, you know, that creepy person, they're always doing such and such. <laughs> he's mumbling and he's also, you know, can't copy down the sentences. No. <laughs> so, I mean, first of all, it's more awareness for us. Uh, I, companies do professional development all the time, personal and professional development. So this is one way of doing that, mm-hmm. of letting people understand each other better, 
you have a better team. Sometimes people are, you know, um, working on something that they should swap with somebody else. Right. Oh, right. Because they're in the wrong project. For, you know, for them. Oh, it's like that. And, and nobody seems to realize it. Or even if the person himself or herself realizes it, they don't know what to do about it. Right. But it's like that funny thing about, you know, the person in the front in reception um, has a really hard time meeting new people all the time. And then you've got somebody in the back um, doing, working alone, maybe uh, maybe assembling or whatever. And that person is gregarious, right? The gregarious person that would be great in the front and the person in the front might be perfect for that other job. So it also helps kind of figuring that out as right, well. Right, right, right. And so... So what's your best recommendation for these people who are pulling their kids home is to, to tell, to, if they call you, what would you say to them? What to do? Like, I, I heard this thing on NPR about this. They had all these people that they taped, you know, their first day of the kids home. And one of the little boys was sitting there and the mom was trying to show him a math program and he was screaming at the top of his lungs but I don't know how you got the nine. I don't know where it came from. Oh, and she, and she's God. like, what do you mean you don't know how I got the nine? It's right in front of you. <laughs> and he was crying and they played the whole thing. It was really sad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought of you guys right away. I thought they need oh, Mariama and Vicky. <laughs> oh, well, gosh, you know, I mean, there's so many different situations. Um, so I guess the best the best advice is, is in a way let your kids lead you. Right. Oh, that's you great know, advice. If, you know, if they don't get something, here's the thing: nobody, no child, is thinking. I think I never want to read. I just don't want to read. <laughs> right. You know, right. I just don't ever want to do math. I, I, I don't, I don't care about anything. I don't want to do math. I don't, I want, I don't want to learn how to add. I don't want to learn. Nobody's thinking that. But if they start to believe they can't do it and they feel stupid about it, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. they will start thinking that. Right, but they don't start out like that. Little kids want to learn everything. So if your child is saying, "I don't get it," "I don't get it," believe them. Right, you right. know, because sometimes we think, "What do you mean you don't get it?" Of course, in fact, I wrote a whole book called "What Do You Mean You Don't Get It." Oh uh, my gosh! <laughs> wow, you know, yeah, but it's not it's not for sale right now because I have to. There's things to change in it, you know, like I have to update it. So, but it just reminded me of that. Um, so I love that title. I love that title. <laughs> if they're saying they don't get it, it means they don't. It, it doesn't mean like they're trying to get out of something. They really don't get it. Right. So right. step back. Maybe don't even do that for now. If you're not equipped to do it, don't worry about it. You know, if you think, well, I'm not a teacher and I don't remember how to do that, Matthew, then fine. Don't worry about it. I can promise you that whatever it is they don't get and that you maybe can't help them with, it is not going to affect their life. Right, right, It's just not. We will return after a short break and a message from one of our sponsors. Homeschoolers, learn sign language. 
Alternative subjects are the future. Signing Online offers beginner to advanced web-based courses in American Sign Language at your pace from anywhere with internet access. These courses focus on conversational sign language using videos to demonstrate signing's visual nature and increase learning. Sign language is becoming more useful for any situation that requires silent communication. Visit www.signingonline.com for complete information. Before we go, I just want you to talk a little bit more about something you said earlier that I wanted you to sort of extrapolate on, and that's uh, there's no such thing as being behind. Can you talk more about that? Oh, okay. Um, well, first of all, the, the the normal curriculum in schools, you'd be surprised at how many things are not completed before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, for example, you might have, uh, let's just take high school, and you have an algebra book. And I remember this even from when I was in high school or even elementary. Toward the end of the year, the teachers start skipping chapters because there's just no way that you're going to cover everything that's in the textbook. Right, (laughs) right. So, I'm just saying this to say, okay, well, so are those people behind? (laughs) You know what I mean? Behind is relatively, so what does that mean? Okay, so they skipped chapters and there were some things you didn't do. But unless you are going to go into that field, it doesn't matter. You've got a whole bunch of algebra. If you are going to go into that field, you're going to get a lot more later. Right, right? I was just going to say that, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. But that also goes for history or any of the other subjects. They they skip. It's right. not, it's it's not uncommon. I mean, in fact, it's the most common thing that happens. They skip. So all you have to do is think of it like that. Okay, well, some things got skipped. Right, right, exactly. And I, so it, there's, there's no, yeah, okay, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that remind, you're, you, it reminds me of how when my son was little, people used to say to me all the time, especially relatives, well, how do you know where he's at? And I used to say, like, what do you mean? It, like, well, where is he at? Like, where is he? Uh, he's actually right here. No, but how do, how do you know where he's at in math and in science? And how do you know where he's at? You know, and right. I, that's that question used to just make me laugh. And then the longer I got experience in, in homeschooling, I realized that was just a great question, you know, <laughs> because the truth of the matter is, I think when you're when you have your kids home all day, you know where they're at way more than you knew when they were out there. Well, know? right, that's true, yeah. And then as far as the skills, like being behind in reading, writing, or, you know, math spelling, you can't be behind in those things because those are skills and not subjects. So in other words, oh, good point. if you can't read this book, you can't read this book. If you can, if you're able to, you're not going to forget how to read. Right, right. You know what I mean? mean, Yes. Once you learn to read, you can't forget how to read. Now you will learn more words as you, you know, grow up. I mean, if you're only in second grade, you're going to learn more and more. But if you you get how to read, you're not going to forget how to read because you're not in school. Right, right, exactly. If you can spell, you're not going to forget how to spell because you're not in school. Right. Now, if you, and the best if you thing, can, then, huh? 
Yeah, well, I was going to say the best thing you can do is just have your kids read or have your kids do math. And uh, Yeah, just read or they can read along with an audio book. That's a great way to do it, too. Um, but if they, if they do have trouble with those skills, it's because they haven't learned them in the first place. Oh, good point. Good point. If they haven't learned well in the first place. And if they haven't, chances are... They need a different approach. Right. So maybe that's something that can happen. Um, You know, it's interesting because I was watching the news and um, this company that puts out, I mean, I'm I'm not like um, promoting this or anything, but it's just an example. This company puts out ABC Mouse. You might have heard of it. I have heard of it, yes. It's like a reading language arts program. And they're giving it free to the schools right now so that they can pass it on to the parents. But my point is they're interactive and engaging. And so if you have something like that, there's a better chance that um, your kids that maybe are struggling with reading a little bit, especially the younger ones, they will be engaged in that. Like Sesame Street, that's what happened when Sesame, all these kids were learning their alphabet and all these right. things. Right, They were watching it, you know? So, um, yeah, and all I, all I can say is, you know, try to have some fun and do fun things together. I mean, just if you're watching movies and then you can discuss them and maybe the kids that love the sketch can, can have a sketchbook and draw the, the way they see the characters and the setting. And, you know, you can do all kinds of neat things like that. Yes, because like I used to say, homeschooling it homeschooling equals a rich life. It's there's so much you can do, and and so it, it the future actually for some of these kids could be even brighter, you know. So, but we could go on and on for hours, and I guess we've really run out of time. But right, if you could uh, say one more time how people can reach you, so it's at the end of the podcast. Sure. So um, feel free to call um, eight zero five. Six four eight one seven three nine. I am in Ventura, California, but I work with people everywhere. Okay. And uh, the email is m, like Mary, just m at learningsuccesscoach.com. And then, of course, you can check out powertraitsforlife.com to get more information and check out our book, Discover Your Child's Learning Style. It's also on Kindle besides being paperback. Oh, okay, great. And then Power Traits for Life is where the assessment is, right? Yeah, you can get it there. There are a few places, but that's the best place to go. Okay. Okay, great. Well, thank you, Mary Emma, for coming on the show. And it was great talking to you again. And um, it, I'm, I treasure what you do. And thanks for all the work you do. Oh, thank you, Mary. And I, it was great being on. So thank you for inviting me. And maybe we can do it again sometime. Okay, <laughs> definitely. All right. Take care. Okay. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for being part of our show today. The Go Home Podcast is a production of California Incline, LLC. Our producer is Lennon Leppert. To find out more information about today's podcast and going home, please visit our website at gohomebook.com. If there is a topic you would like us to cover, please email me at mary at californiainclinellc.com. Thanks for listening.